0: Hi, welcome to the Great and Grace podcast, episode four, Teen Talk with Benjamin Bruton. The shows are on also on Spotify and YouTube after the broadcast. Alright, so before we get into tonight's episode, I'd like to remind you of our call-in number which is 940 393 5654 Now, let's open up with a word of prayer and get into tonight's broadcast. Lord, I just thank you for your many blessings. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that someone is encouraged tonight and Um, that your your name is glorified as we share your word. I pray that you bless everyone that's listening tonight and see to all the needs in their life. If they have a sickness in their body, I pray for healing for them. If they have financial needs, I pray that you supply their needs. If they have situations in their life in which you need to move for them, I pray that you do that. I pray that you touch me and my guests tonight as we just want to share your goodness uh, to others. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Tonight my special guest is Benjamin Bruton. He is one of my sons. He is a triplet and he's on fire for God. So I know you'll love hearing from him tonight. Ben, would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? Hello, my name is
1: Benjamin Bruton, the son of Father Bruton. Of course, I am a sophomore in high school. and I am also the new, the new mascot for high school. I'm uh, in several, I'm other, other extracurriculars of our high school. I'm in theater, one act play, drama. Uh, next year I will hopefully maybe maybe be able to manage choir along with band as well, but probably not. Oh, but goodness. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's manageable because I know a lot of have more stuff on the plate. So. Okay. And I'm here to, like I said, like she said, to share my testimony and experience as being a witness and such.
0: Alright. Well, I'm glad you came on. I know you're going to do a great job. I'm really excited about it. You have a real honest love for God and His Word, so um, you're a very unique young man, and I know that this, this is going to be fun, and it's going to be edifying for those that are listening. So, Tell the tell the listeners a little bit about your faith.
1: My faith. It's so, an interesting topic. So my faith? <clears throat> mm.
0: Well, like, you started carrying your Bible to school several years back.
1: Yeah, okay, so about that. My faith? So at one point in time, you know, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal household. Um, with my parents and then moved to go live with my grandparents when I was like five or six for about one to two years. And they were, they would take me, I was a little kid so I barely understood um, the concept of Christianity and Pentecostalism and I knew that I knew God was there and I saw all the stuff in my grandparents' house and stuff like that. But I got closer to God about middle school because it was a rough time in life so after that i cracked open the bible and felt you know that's I, I, when i got saved after all that rough stuff i went to like seventh and, and sixth grade so in eighth grade is when i started to you know i think seventh and eighth grade i started carrying on my bible to see like how people would you know think of me i like, now that i'm like out there as a christian like people know and and people had one or two reactions, whether it be negative or positive, stuff like that. So, so did you get a little both uh, positive and mm-hmm. negative
0: reactions from that?
1: Yes, I did. Um, some of them was kind of like a mixture of both negative and positive, like it was intentioned, intentioned, intended to be a negative remark towards me, and it was quite reoccurring from time to time. So it was kind of like bullying, I guess what I would say, but I took it Positively, I would, you know, around, from time to time, the school, people around the school would call me Pastor Ben, which was like, nickname for me, was intended to be, you know, making fun of me for carrying my Bible, because people thought in high school, you know, religion wasn't so cool, and they just wanted to be, like, they thought being cool, quote unquote, was like, doing things such as just using profane language or doing things they weren't supposed to be doing as teenagers, so. I decided to be opposed to that, of course, and swear myself from it. So make sure I don't do any of that sort.
0: Yeah. And like, so not only did you swear yourself from certain things, but it's like you swore allegiance to God. Like you've been really dedicated to the Lord uh, since you got saved, since you got, you went through that rough time and you, you really got a heart for God. And I think that's cool that the school lets you even bring your Bible to school. It's good that we live in a place where you're where you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. What else is uh, do you find beneficial from <clears throat> from doing that? Well, um, it makes me so
1: the church that I go to tells me, teaches that one way of praise and worship is to read your Bible at school or not at school display and every day, and I thought bringing it to school would be a great way to read every day to remind myself, "Hey, this is my weapon. This is my sword. I could read this and use it to fight battles in everyday life."
0: Amen. Yeah. So you read it like in between classes and stuff like that in your free time at school. Yes, and of course, and sometimes walking down the halls, I'll be reading it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I lo- I'm. You get that from me. I love God's word. I know. There are many times in my life that, you know, whenever I would, ke- get, ke- I would find myself in a pickle, so to speak, I would copy down Bible verses by hand. Uh, you know, you talk about it being your sword. I use it for my spiritual warfare, you know. So, yeah, definitely. So, you're using your Bible, though, for one, because you love God's Word. And you want to learn God's word, but you're using it as a witnessing tool too, huh?
1: Because mm-hmm. being going through all of that, like being a teenager or a preteen at the time and going through all of that, you know, wasn't very really fun. But I did learn a lot from that experience and being saved uh, and uh, felt, I don't know, for, I forgot how the feeling felt because it's been so long, but I know that I felt like. I can be free and not have all these burdens and my battle between the devil and I and the spiritual war going on is not going to be so tough anymore because I have God's word to always remind myself that, hey, you know, somewhere in this holy Bible of mine, it says this, and I know that because I remind myself that I don't have to like, I can tell people about it.
0: Yeah, David. Uh, King David in, says in the Psalms he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah, we can use his word to encourage ourselves. Um, well, how how important like do you feel witnessing is to your faith?
1: Witnessing is to my faith. Well, in the Bible, it does say that Jesus calls us to be a witness of Him, and also one important thing is that i want people to know that this is the reason why i am the way i am like i'm not happy-go-lucky giddy, positive ecstatic bend every single day without this without you know the lord without being saved and this is the lord savior jesus christ all that stuff like
0: the joy of the lord is your strength like he gives us the spirit gives us joy unspeakable and full of glory mm-hmm. yeah and, and you want people to know. Yeah. It's like it's like you win the lottery and you want everybody to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. So I had some scriptures, um, well I, there's something I read actually back to witnessing uh, in the book called The Daniel Dilemma by Chris Hodges, and it says we can be correct at times. So it's talking about when you're witnessing to people. Um, we can be correct at times but not be help helpful. Often we mean well, but don't love well. Here's what we need to remember. Truth without grace is mean. So, when we're witnessing, we need to remember some important things. We want to handle the Word of God correctly. And, uh, you know, we want to understand it right so we can handle it right with others. But we want to make sure we have a good spirit about us. when Because, I mean, do you find that anybody's going to listen to you if you're
1: yeah, not because who would want to listen to someone that sounds monotone and like they don't care while they're trying to share their testimony and their experiences reading the Bible? You would want to listen to someone that sounds fired up and stoked. Say, "Hey, I have something to tell you. I want you to know that I feel great about this, and I want you to know that I want you to listen to what I have to say and hear my story, so that way you can be not just like me, but like you know, go the same path and." probably you know have the potential to be better than me from some some point in time you know like you are in this hole probably right now or probably not in this hole right now but either way if you read this your life will get better no matter what
0: amen that's <clears throat> good that's good um it was who said was it Jeremiah that said is the word of God is like fire shut up in my bones it's like he he just had to get it out. Like he was so he's so passionate about it, so excited about it, he had to get it out. Let's look at some let's get our Bibles out and look at a few verses on like the importance of God studying God's word and reading God's word and sharing God's word. I'm gonna do Deuteronomy six, six and nine. Do you wanna get Joshua one? Uh eight and nine.
1: What's Joshua one? one eight
0: and nine. Yes. Or I'll one? do um well if you get there before I do go ahead. Well, oh, cool. I got my tabs <laughs> You got a really nice Bible there. I'm jealous. I need this, okay, this Joshua one. one, eight and nine.
1: Yeah, eight and nine, yeah. And it says <clears throat> this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success have i not commanded thee be strong and of good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the lord thy god is with thee within whosoever thou goest
0: yes that's awesome. Yep. So if we study God's word and we put it in our hearts. Um, we can be courageous when we're sharing and witnessing to others and be bold. Uh, I have Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And it says, And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk, see, this is you, Ben. <laughs> when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets, frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So, God's word everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And, like, so you study it at church, you study it, at home you study it at school so and that's and that's what he commanded us to do so let's see here do you want to do the next one would be matthew 7
1: amen are you there matthew 7 what
0: verses uh
1: 24 through 27 all right well okay this is god speaking here And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it.
0: What do you think about that one? You know, that is a great question.
1: Um, I recall reading a verse sort of like that, similar to that. Um, At our Bible study at Wednesday's church after school that I go to, and they said something about a house being in... It's like a city on a hill. Yeah. It's about darkness and light. Yeah, as a city silence. on a
0: hill can't that can't be hidden. So it's like, therefore, let your light shine before men so that they can all see that you're is Reminding me you of that. I think, too, that it's also putting some focus on not just hearing God's word, but like it says in James, but being a doer of his word because he says, what did, what did it say? He who both times it says he who hears my words, but in the first one it says he who hears my words and does it, then he's going to be like a fortified house or like a fortified mm-hmm. castle. To where when the winds come in at you are like the obstacles in life. So it's sort of like a metaphor here,
1: saying that we are the house, and if we do this, this, and that, which is reading the Bible all that extra stuff, etc., you know, we will be stronger which is a true statement, you know, I relate to that and I try to teach that to the fellow people of my school and people outside of school that i run into in public or whether it be online or something like these verses are here, like, it's telling you to do this and it'll make you stronger.
0: Which, and doing this is being a doer of God's Word, so anybody can read it, which just reading it is powerful, yes. That's getting into your heart. I especially love to read it out loud or to write it out with my hand, there's something about it getting into your brain, into your heart different mm-hmm. that way. Um, and when it's, when you get it in there, then it's going to be like a seed and it's going to grow and you're going to produce fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, <laughs> peace, kindness, self-control. I don't remember if there's more or not, <laughs> but it's like against such, there is no law. So in other words, if we're if we're doing what God's Word says, if we're doing what's right, then the storms of life can't knock us down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I also have some verses here that are referencing studying God's word, but they also remind me of you that I wanted to read. So with the first Sorry. one, <laughs> well, you really inspire me, Benjamin. You really do because not only do you have an exceptional love and passion for God and for his word, but you have an understanding of the context of it and then the meaning behind it beyond what your age is. Of course, in the spirit, there is no age. Me and you, I'm not your mom in the spirit. I'm your sister in the Lord. You're my brother in Christ. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: there's no age here. You you are just as born again as I am. Now, I've had more life experiences than you have. So I'm going to have some more wisdom where that's concerned. But spiritually speaking, uh, the Lord can give you just as much anointing and revelation to love His Word and study His Word as He can as He can and does give me. And you know, to everyone He gives the measure of faith. We all have not not a measure. To me, there's a big difference between saying a measure and the measure. A measure means, you know, that could be random. So you could get. A half a cup i could get a cup he could get a fourth a cup but everybody gets a d measure that means it's the same the same it's measure. the same for everybody we all have the same christ in us of course. so yeah so you really inspire me ben i think god's really touching you i think he's doing great things in your life i think he's going to use you to do good things or awesome things but so one of the scriptures that reminds me of you is second timothy one and seven and it says for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid or shy, so but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So the first one it says uh, does not make us timid. Like you're definitely not that. You're definitely not afraid at all. Like that people call you Pastor Ben or that they knock the Bible out of your hands and stomp on it. I mean that's happened, right? Of course. Yeah. Once or twice last week. Not even, when it was last year, what's it was twice. Yeah, but you don't, but you're, you don't relent, like you just, you're still dedicated and unashamed, so, I mean, it says, and it gives us power, so you have, you have the power to withstand some of the mockings that you get, but love too, <clears throat> it mentions love, you're, non-jud- you're non-judgmental when you share God's word, you're always out to help someone with a problem that they're having, so I think that you come at it humbly and with the intent to, like, help others. So I think God's love is working in you. And then self-discipline is, I noticed, real important with you. You, can I talk, or I'll let you talk about some ways, if you want to talk about it. It's up to you, because we talked about this at the house earlier about some of your issues, that if it felt like discussing anything, but you take what you take special ways and precautions in your life to to because you're disciplined and to be disciplined and when a lot of us yours truly <laughs> sometimes aren't as good as that but you have self-discipline you really really are de- you know dedicated nobody's perfect
1: nobody's perfect it's impossible for anyone to be perfect i mean, I mean speaking of that somebody one could try there's a difference between being perfect and striving your best to be on the path of perfection because if you constantly strive to try to be perfect you'll be as close as you can to perfect you'll be at your best probably best potential but you'll never be spot on perfect like you know jesus christ is
0: right right but yeah like like you say and we you can do your very best and that's what i see you doing so There's another one in Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15. Just like I said, you're doing your best right here. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. What do you think they mean by that? Or he means by that, sorry. (coughs) And who correctly handles the word of truth. So what do you think he's saying here? Okay. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, my Bible is saying, study to shew thyself approving to God, a workman that needeth to not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, like, that's kind of saying, to me, I'm thinking, that if I'm going to try to teach people, or be a pastor, and spreading gospel, I have to like, know exactly what I'm talking about, and know it well, understand it well, and make sure I get it right, so I'm not spreading false, you know, not false information, but just like information that's not exactly true, and what the Bible says. Because of course the Bible says four times, it says you cannot take or remove or change what the word says in this book. So whether it be on purpose or on accident, you got to make sure you got it right and you got to make sure you know what you're talking about. Not just, you know, simple charisma where it sounds like you know what you're talking about, but you have to actually know what you're talking about. So you're actually getting the word out there and helping people, the real truth word
0: amen, like, you talked about the charisma, that's, the Bible talks that about that, uh, that he says they were tickling, their people had itchy ears, they, they just wanted their ears tickled, they just wanted to feel good when they're in church, but, you know, I worry about that sometimes with this show, because, you know, there's going to be some broadcasts, I don't always get so in-depth with the Bible, some on, you know, certain shows as I do with, as the others, but I always want to make sure that, I don't ever feel like that I fully know it and that I fully understand it perfectly, Mm -hmm. but God's Spirit can help us to help enlighten us and give us revelation into what a certain text means. And, of course, we have tools and concordance and things like that, things to help us, so we always want to make sure that we try to get it right. And I think that, you know, you respect it like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Jumping back to the 2 Timothy 1, 7 that you talked about with self discipline. Okay. And you mentioned about me sharing something. A lot takes so self-discipline and self-control. Like the difference between the two. What do
0: you think the difference between self-discipline and self-control is? A lot. Like, can you tell me. Uh, I don't know, Benjamin. Uh, self-control is when I think maybe you do have a handle on yourself in a certain area. Maybe I think they're pretty similar, but maybe self-discipline might be more of an act word, or action phrase, and that's the actual things that you do to, like if a person gets up and runs a mile uh, every morning, then they're being self, they're actively doing things to keep them in line, to keep them fit, or, to you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. What do you think? I think that that is kind
1: of true there. Um, I think it's like the, I believe it's like the definition the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses, the ability to pursue, and one thing's right despite temptations to abandon it, kinda like me with my habits, hurts, hang-ups, and addictions I've got at, at home, and certain stuff that I have trouble with, like, so like, every, every morning I've, like, I try to like slide something into my routine to make sure I'm not on my phone all the time, because my phone is one of my addictions, which leads to two other addictions of mine. And um, <clears throat> and it kind of, it's something that kind of blocks, it's a good obstacle in my life. So I try to, like, do different things, tinker with my routine, and kind of, like, put self-discipline to, like, control it to make sure it happens every day, like drinking coffee every morning. I want to make like that helps me.
0: You almost sounded like you were from New Jersey right then. You said coffee. Yeah, coffee. Like, <laughs> like I'm drinking coffee every morning. I'm
1: up and energized and I know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you even, you know, are researching things, tools that you can use to help you with your phone. Because like. Um, no, like one of the
1: things that I research on my phone a lot, but, um, not just on my phone. I kind of go to the library and research stuff on like theology, philosophy, psychology, and sometimes sociology. There's a difference between psycho like psychology and sociology, but I mainly focus on psychology, theology, and philosophy, because I when mainly I try to get I want to get a PhD in philosophy, which is gonna be really difficult, but I because main reason because I want to be a pastor when I grow up. Or it may like a clergy, or any kind of like clergy is like a minister or a pastor or a preacher. Really? Just it's, it's one of those things, but mainly a preacher, a pastor of my own church, because I want to build a church from the ground up, because a church is really the mass of people. A church is the congregation, the people in the building, and the building is the house of God, and then there is a sanctuary with pews and all that stuff in there and all and the altar. I yeah. have something like that of my own, not... Well, it wouldn't be your own. It would be his. His, of course. So yeah. Start it from by myself from the ground up. I'm not go to a church that's already built and try to apply for a job there Just to be the priest, pastor. I want you know. What do you what
0: What do you think would be the? I'm curious about that. You know, what do you think the benefit would be? Because I think all the churches should just all be one church. But <laughs> nice. I want to do one. I want to start my own ministry It's
1: non-denominational. Okay. So it's just the it's just a church of Christ, not you know specific. Not the church
0: of Christ that doesn't allow music. Yeah. Not, <laughs> just <not> kidding. A, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Not a
1: specific denomination or subset of Christianity.
0: If Charlie's listening, I got to make sure we don't get too heavy. <laughs> no, keep going. I like this.
1: And because I grew up. Pentecostal, and I like the way they worship, you know, and they, and they praise their height and, you know, full of spirit, but, you know. <clears throat> but Baptist Church, their sermons have
0: more theology put into it. Oh, I've always said I'm a Penny Baptist. I'm a Penny Baptist because uh, I, I I totally agree with you. I don't want to go to a dead, dry church where I'm going to fall asleep. I want to be there. Where, I mean, I you know me. I'm like that girl can sing, and you know, I'm like hollering yeah. and tongue talking and rolling in the aisles and running the aisles and jumping up and down. I don't I don't consider that emotionalism. I really feel my love for God. That's how I get, I'm excited for God, yeah. just like I'm excited about yes. other things, and I want to get that mm-hmm. out. But I really feel like I'm a Baptist where doctrines concerned. But don't okay. I said it. <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> so you want a non non denominational church. Yeah. And what okay. So and you and you realize uh yeah.
1: Cuz I want to be able to fire people's spirits cuz like a pastor You want
0: to inspire people. Yeah.
1: And I want to make them like all fired up to like, you know. Who inspires you? That's an excellent question. To do this, <laughs> to do what you're wanting to do, mainly you pastor bite and you. Me? Mwah? Yeah. Because, you know, because you told me that you, you've done stuff like this before you've taught. Like, people in my family have also done stuff like this, and I've wanted to, like, carry that on. And mainly Pastor Mike as well. Like, he, he's inspired me a lot to do this. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. And, like, every time, every year I would go to my grandparents' house on my father's side of the family, and I would go spend a week there, and sometimes I'd go to my mom's side of the family and spend a week with my mom. Just to like talk about because they know a lot about it and they taught me a lot. And so, as my father and so my mother, they both taught me a lot, you know. And I've loved having those conversations, but that was my favorite conversations to have with them, these deep conversations about the Bible and my religion and what it's like, you know. And I'll ask people in school what their religion is and what it's like and why they're this and that. And like, sometimes I'll ask my friends. Why they're an atheist or a non believer. They'll give me like their stories are quite interesting. Like I'm not gonna like force it down their throat or anything, but they like they respect it, but they carry it around. I think it's cool. Sometimes they'll ask me questions on why I believe this. Some people would be like, Well, how do, you know how do you know he's real? How do you know he's real? You never know. You just gotta believe. Like you know, same thing with Santa
0: Claus. How do you know he's real? You just gotta believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um Okay, cool. well, let me see here let me go back to my scriptures. First Corinthians if you want to look it up with me First Corinthians 10, 12 and 13 it uh, says
1: okay first
0: ten, 10, 12 and 13. Oh let me remind everybody again while since we're about in the middle of the show, uh, that the number, if you'd like to call in, if you've got any questions for Ben or me, or any comments for either one of us, you can call us at 940-393-5654. And, yeah, we'd love to hear from somebody tonight. So, First Corinthians 10, 12
1: through 13. Says, Would
0: you like me to read Yes, no,
1: you go ahead. All right. 10, 12, 13. I always volunteer to right read at the church. I love it. But, so I uh, have the King James version. I love it, yes. With well, the archaic vernacular. So. Well,
0: that, I really, I, it's nothing for me, like King James is my go-to because, you know, I'm an English major and I just love the language. To I me, love to it, me, man. yeah, to it's me, beautiful. it's beautiful and I like to memorize it like the way it, well, I want to say the way it was originally that wasn't originally. But, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Um, I got this off the internet. So you go ahead and read read out that. Book.
1: All right. So it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I want to let I read eleven as well, or just sure? For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe that there are contentions among you now this i say that every one of you say if i am of paul and i am apollo's and i am cephas and i am christ is christ divided as paul crucified
0: for you or are ye baptized in the name of paul okay were we were we reading 10 12 through 13 of first corinthians mm-hmm. i think you're in i think you're in one
1: yeah that's two Oh, so I read the right verses.
0: Yeah, First Corinthians chapter 10. Chapter 10. Yes. Oh. <laughs> not, birth, not, not uh, That's okay. It's no problem. That was a good verse too. Um. Well, do you want to talk about that? Well, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, he says one is a Paul, one is a uh, Okay, that's kind of like you and me. Pastor Mike is my pastor, but Pastor Brandon Knight at the Calvary Church is my pastor. Well, which one's my pastor. They're both my pastor. You have three. You've got Pastor Mike, Pastor Brandon Knight at Calvary, and then who's the pastor at uh, so at the Baptist, Baptist Church? We have
1: a new one. His name is Pastor Matthew Colton.
0: Yeah, so on Wednesday nights, you go to uh, the, the, pa- Baptist, the Baptist Church. Sunday mornings, I go to the Calvary Church. The Pentecostal Church, and then every Monday night, you're discipled by Pastor Mike. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're all contributing to your growth as a Christian. So I think that that's kind of what it's talking about there. It doesn't really matter which one of them, uh, you know, none of them is, what do you say, fighting for any kind of glory in our life? Because they all point yeah. the glory to God, mm-hmm. and, they, and they all know that each one can contribute something in your life. I think that's what that's talking about there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so now that we're in the right place here. Okay, okay go second, ahead.
1: <laughs> the first break is 10. 12 and 13, the right verse, not 10, 12, and 13. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you but such as a common, such as in common to man. But God is faithful above who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye be able to bear it.
0: So the reason I kind of brought this up was okay, there's a little warning there at the beginning. If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. So we always want to don't to me that just means don't be too sure of yourself. Right? Don't be too sure of yourself. I mean, blessed assurance Jesus is mine, right? I'm sure my salvation. But I and I am sure of my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am very sure of my salvation. Praise God. Uh, no one can take that uh, assuredness from me. Thank you, God. So I'll get fired up about that. That's something I get real. That's something I get real passionate about. Amen. But uh, it says, you know, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. What it means is we got to know that we're standing firm in Christ. That our righteousness is in Christ, and I can stand firm in that. I can stand firm in the knowledge that that I am in Christ and Christ is in me and that's where all any of my power, wisdom, strength comes from. I got to be sure that I'm not standing firm in my own righteousness or in my own strength or in my own wisdom. The heart is, is desperately wicked and deceitful and and you'll deceive your own self. We can't we can't stand firm on our own uh, on our own. But then it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what's common to mankind. So some of the things that you're facing at school, the bullying, some of the picking on you is unfortunately not uncommon. But God is faithful, thank God. He's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So he's not going to let you have to deal with so much that you can't handle it. But when you're tempted, he'll also provide a way out that you you can endure it. And just like right now, people don't know this, and we're not going to get into it. But you're doing this show tonight under a large amount of not pressure, but uh, you're going through something right now, like as as we speak. Yeah, so, of course, but you're still here. I'm uh, here
1: because I loved, I would love to be here, and I when you asked me like. I don't know, Wayne, like last week or so, when you first started this podcast, you asked me if I wanted to be a guest speaker at one point in time, and as soon as you asked me that, I got stoked and fired up that night. I started looking at my Bible and looking at things I wanted to talk about because I've always wanted to do something like this, and I thank you very much for bringing me here.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being so excited <clears throat> about Jesus. I love that. I love it. I would never turn that off, too. Like <laughs> no I going on. And, right. and you got to come back on again. I'm sure there's other stuff you could talk oh, about. of course. Like, that stuff
1: that happens a while, like, earlier this week. I forgot about it because I was too busy talking about this stuff. So like,
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. This is more important. So that, that brings me to this one, Psalms 119, which there's a lot of scriptures in 119, which
1: oh, yes. it's, it's, it's <laughs> extremely longest.
0: long. Yeah, I love it, though. And uh, there's a lot of verses that refer to God's Word and how, um, uh, that what it means to us. So, 119, 47. And 48, I'll read this one.
1: You go. You.
0: Uh, for <laughs> I delight in your commands because I love them. Now that just described exactly what you said to a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and 48 says, I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. And then I had, tell me what you think about this. I found a quote by D.L. Moody, which you probably don't know who that is. No. He was a famous preacher back way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "I never saw. Listen, I never saw a useful Christian who was not a student of the Bible." Hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I really
1: haven't. Never found. I've never met someone who is like you said. What did you
0: say? It says, "I never saw a useful Christian. Useful Christian who yeah. was not a study of the Bible." So he's talking <clears> about being useful, like as a witness. Yeah, using the Bible. I mean about
1: that. I mean, technically people can be useful without it, you know, going to church, listening to the music, loving, loving, and, you know, listening to what the pastor or
0: preacher has to say. (laughs) You got a good point. Like, for example, last weekend, I believe, or no, it was last week or so, we were in a thrift store and it was also, it was like a thrift store, but also a ministry. So in other words, all their profits go to their homeless ministry that like so the cow that local cowboy church i guess ran this thrift shop and so we come in and the lady says you know hey are y'all just are y'all looking for something or just browsing we're just browsing she's like okay well this store is ran by you know she starts giving us the lowdown about the store and she made us feel a little comfortable well we shopped in there for a little while and then she was real good with dj and for those who don't know that's my grandson he's also my nephew yeah he's like He's like five or six, Lord help me. Six. Okay. <laughs> um look I have seven kids people, so and three grandkids, so I'm not at fault if I can't remember exactly how <laughs> old someone is. Uh anyways, so he she was real good with helping with DJ while we were shopping around the store. She gave him a little toy, you know, like a little bitty toy. She let sweet. him she also let him look pick a little thing out of a basket she had. So we were leaving, and he really wanted this bike, and Mom and I were going to sp- split the, uh, you know, cost of it if, she, if we could get her to go get on it. So I told Mom, I was like, go in there and see if she'll take, you know, 40 for it, not $10 off, and we'll just split, split it. So the lady comes out, and she's like, she gives DJ the bike. Of course, Mom is just like over overcome and overwhelmed by this lady because the lady she not only did she do that but she sat and prayed or she she prayed for us before we left the store and mom was just like now that right there that's a christian that right there i could she didn't she didn't use the word of god herself then but she uh, she emanated love from herself Mm -hmm. she demonstrated god's love toward us and it really really touched us it touched everybody all of us that were in the store
1: yes which That goes back to the planting the seed type thing, and or watering that seed. Like, anytime you have interactions like that, which is what I plan on doing, is doing stuff like that later in life. And as I also do that, I do that right now, currently today, as I go to school. I do stuff like that to my my friends who need help. Or I don't even ask for help. I don't pray for them. In the middle of the day, like my friends talk about me, talk tell they'll tell me something that something's going on with their day. And without them knowing, I'll, just, I'll make sure I'll write them I'll make sure you know. And
0: later that day, I'll see the final. Like, oh, that's great, you know, they're doing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always check. Yeah, you're always checking up on people, seeing how they're doing. You know, that I think you got. You have the special gift there. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder, you can call in to 940-393-5654. three nine three five six five four. We're getting closer to the end, and that's unfortunate because I was really starting to have fun. We still have like about fifteen minutes or so. I was, I don't want to, when we can just keep talking like we're talking, but I don't want to skip what you currently got going on right now, what you're, what, I'm I'm really excited for you to tell people about this latest project that you've been trying to, or that you've been working on for a long time. Yeah, okay, so
1: over the course of caring Bible at school, I've wanted, I've had the idea of starting an after school Bible study. After school, looks like it. I've been stoked about it, but I just figured like I needed some preparation, so I studied it over the course of three years or so, and finally now that I am a sophomore next year, i to be a junior, and I'm going to start a after school Bible study. And the school principal was excited to hear about that. And they want to make that happen. Some of the counselors and the vice principal. And, uh, it's amazing, and I'm excited to, get to that, I'm excited to make it
0: happen. Wow, yeah. Um, like I said before about carrying your Bible i'm ex- I'm first of all, I'm grateful to everybody who's ever fought for our country that gives us the right to bring a Bible into our school, to pray at our school, to study the Bible as a school, what do you call it uh, function or activity. Yeah. yeah, so thank everybody for thank the men and women who fought for us for yeah. that. Thank God for that. but i'm I'm really excited. Are you nervous? Um, not really, because you know I trust
1: God that I that He's got it under control, and that He'll give me the words to say and understanding of what I'm talking about. And you know, like before, I said about the boy that rarely happens now. Like people love me at school; they love seeing me carry my Bible,
0: and they actually like you know. So you had so you kind of proved yourself. I proved myself, really. maybe like maybe they were testing you, or you know, the enemy yeah. used them. To yeah. test you, and you know God. We talked about this earlier. How God will, what the enemy intends for evil against us, God will use for good. So the enemy tested you, and God allowed that to be you to be tested, so that you know you could be tried, to, you know through the fire and come out right. tried but and true. Is it am I worthy, or Anyways. are you a, are you just a hypocrite? Are you just somebody that's just spouting off this Jesus stuff, but you don't really live it? And I think that you have showed people that you're not, it's not a phase for you. No. It's not a fad that you're trying to get yeah, attention. This is not
1: like a masquerade or, or yeah. That I do in my life. Like, I'll leave Bible verses on the board, people look at it and read and they know it's for me, because I'm the only person, like, people know me as the person that carries around the Bible in school. If people ask me who I am, it's like, who's the one person that carries around the Bible in school? And it just clicks them, like, oh, ben, it's been written, Pastor Ben, it's
0: great to meet you. I'm like, it's great to meet you, like, to meet you too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So... A lot of the picking and, and bullying has stopped and you, you they've accepted you like that. I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful, Ben. I think that's wonderful. So, let's see here. <clears throat> yeah, like there's, I was reading, let's see here. Where did I get this from? To withstand, I'm just going to say it, I don't know where I got it from, but it's in my notes. To withstand bullying, this was would have been back in your day, but you must have a strong sense of your identity in Christ. I think that you have that. That's what I think a lot of your strength comes from. Can you say something about that? What, what do you think when I say your identity in Christ? So, identity in Christ,
1: like, that, does
0: that mean, like, what exactly would
1: that might
0: mean? Like, what, you, what is your, like, your identity is who you are. Who I am like yeah on I mean, this earth you're a sophomore in high school you're my son you're I mean, somebody's brother yeah you're a drummer you're you know performing I mean, or whatever center. yeah so in Christ um what's your identity in Christ I mean I would say you know like like a child of God I'm a child of God a
1: sister to all my family you know, it's like a, a brother I'm mean, not sister a brother in christ to all my family and friends and everyone i know my brother in christ and them I and they are a sibling in christ to me we're all family as in siblings and like the god is our father we're all
0: sons of him and so, we're yes and we're righteous we we're are bible says we are the righteousness of god in christ meaning that you know none of us are perfect like we were saying earlier but you know we don't let the when the devil comes at us, we're just, you know, about some things that we might have done if we slip up and we mess up, because we're not perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: can just be like, Satan, get behind me, because I'm not a loser. I'm not a screw-up. Yeah, I am the right. righteousness of God in Christ.
1: Right. And all those things are just labels, and like it says in Second Corinthians ten five, 5, and will cast out his imaginations, that devil keeps putting
0: in your head, you know, that's what I mean. Ah, uh, did you get that from Mike, or did you just remember Did you just do that? Did you just do that off the cuff? Yeah. Like he just he just quoted that off the cuff, like no a sixteen year old boy is quoting me scripture now I know that verse, but I can't tell you where it is. Okay, (laughs) now I can tell you where. Now I do know I do know my scripture and I do have some of it memorized. Yes, but that I mean I'm so proud of I'm so proud of this this young man. So say it again. Second, was second, second Corinthians ten five cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against knowledge of
1: God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ.
0: Yes, yes. So the devil comes at us in our mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and well, sometimes in our bodies, but our mind is in our bodies. But yeah, he, he, the battlefield is in the mind. <clears throat> Always and in body. Yes. Yes. And we have to fighting back with the Word of God. Another scripture I had for that was... um, And that's that's where the self-discipline comes in, stuff like that,
1: and the self-discipline.
0: Yes, and the Word of God. The Word of God most importantly, that. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So, yeah, we use the Word of God as our sword and as our weapon. Our engineer has fallen asleep or no? <laughs> no, so no. Do you want to say something, engineer? It's probably. No, we have we have a third party in the room to help us run things, but he's a silent partner. Anyway, so let's see. Do we have we have about ten minutes left? I wanted to just briefly mention to the listeners of uh, whoever's out there. I want to say thanks again. I say this, I said this last time, but thank you so much for listening to this show. This has meant so much to me. I know like tonight for for especially has meant so much to Ben, everybody who's on listening, everybody who shares this episode with okay, when I get it uploaded to Spotify and YouTube, I'll put that on the Facebook page tomorrow. My Facebook page is called Grit and Grace. Just go to Facebook and search for Grit and Grace and look for a picture of me in a black hat and like and follow, Uh, scroll on the page, and tomorrow you'll find the Spotify link to this show, and the YouTube link to this show, and uh, also you can listen to it here on this same website, www.TruthSeekerTexasRadio.com. I imagine you know it if you're on it right now, but this show re every day at 2 o'clock on this internet radio station as well, but I wanted to say thanks to everybody who's supporting us. This means so much to us. It gives us some sense of purpose. I don't want to just be saved, but I want to give back somehow. And I was presented with this opportunity, and I just want to give God my best, and I want to give him glory. And I just want to thank those who have reached out to me. I've had some of you reach out to me for prayer and just know that I am praying for you. And that if you need to talk anytime, you can reach out to me. You can always email me. My email is ministries at gmail.com. Grit, grace, not a grit and grace. It's grit ministries at gmail.com. You can message me through the Facebook page and I'm on Instagram. It's the name of that is grit.and.grace.podcast. dot So and so tune in next week. Next week's topic. Now, this might sound a little dreary, but don't uh, get scared away. <laughs> so, I haven't got an exact title, but we're going to talk a little bit about depression and Christians, right. or depression and Christianity, and the stigma, um, the the realness of depression in a Christian, how that, uh, and how they handle that, how they deal with that, how they, how God can heal us from it, how Uh, where, you know, what causes it, um, how we should respond to it as other Christians, so we're going to kind of go that route next week, tune in same time, same place, Wednesday 7pm Central Standard Time for that, and then I'm planning on uh, next month you know, we'll be doing some more shows in between, but next month I'll be having some special Mother's Day episodes So just keep listening and keep being here with us. We really do appreciate it so, so, so much. Thank you again to Pastor Mike and my brother Charlie. I love y'all so much. Thank you for trusting me with this opportunity. But, Ben, we have about seven minutes left and um, still waiting to see if anybody wants to call in. But while we're waiting... Do you, what else, do you have anything else specific that you want to talk about tonight before we go off the air? Um, I say just, like, one thing that I do every morning. Uh, ever since I've been
1: saved, I started listening to more Jesus music more often, which is really great because, like, this radio station I listen to, uh, Uplifting Way FM, it, it says every day if you listen to music for 21 days, you'll notice a difference in life. But I it a really big difference listening to music, you know, like, it's great and also if you want me on here more often I would love to come on this podcast sure.
0: i would love to have you back on I've, I've already i've already got ideas oh, churning great. in my head for me the too. next topic i want to talk about some juicy stuff that yeah i like talking about stuff. deep conversations you know what i mean um yeah we'll talk about it later but and then we'll let the, and then we'll let everybody know yeah. But. I got
1: my own YouTube channel as well. Oh, yeah, tell, tell uh, me about it.
0: It's called Pastor
1: B, but I don't really have much uh, on there yet, but I will start posting uh, podcasts as well. All right. I have a studio.
0: <laughs> so I just have to look at Pastor B. Is that all together?
1: Uh, it's Pastor Space B, capital oh. P, Pastor B. Okay. B.
0: Okay. I will subscribe to you because you've subscribed to me. Of course. All right. So let me just look over. Uh, let me just mention again. Tomorrow, let's see, tomorrow night, tune in tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for, no, let me correct that, let me correct that, tune in tomorrow night at 6 p.m. to hear Jonathan's one show reborn for this. He is the pastor of, I believe it's called Hope Church, and is that, engineer, is that Fairview? Anyways. Uh, his show reborn for reborn for this will be on tomorrow night on this same station at six o'clock. And let's see what they, what are the other reairs. Mike McInerney's discipleship for life. It is usually on Monday nights at eight o'clock, but his show reairs at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Am I looking at that right? That is, um, oh, his his show. Yeah, his show re airs at 12, twelve noon every day. Twelve noon. Reborn for this re airs at eight a.m. every day, and Charlie's Travel and Salvation show re airs at ten a.m. every day, and then like, like I said in the beginning, grit and grace re airs at two p.m. daily. So again, thank you, Sandy, Susan, Mixon. Thank you, thank you, Sandy Womer. Thank you, uh, Tina Lee. Thank you, Charlie Rogers, um, Audra, Aaron, Aaron Richard. <laughs> Let me tell you this, Aaron Richard, and <laughs> Rihanna. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all so much, and we appreciate your support. So, Ben, do you want to just give one last scripture, and and I don't know, you're, you you want to give one last scripture, and then in a minute, in a minute, we will close up and pray. Yes, of
1: course. I have a scripture that my friend in school came up to me randomly one day, in percussion. said, I have a scripture for you that I'd like to read. And of course I have a grandfather on my mom's side of the family. He told me about the scripture. It's Psalms 23. Psalm six verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for my name's sake. Ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I and will dwell in, dwell in the house, house of the Lord forever. forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And in Matthew it says, And lo, I'm with you always, even till the end of the earth. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, Ben, do you want to... Close this in prayer. Pray us out. We've got about two minutes. So just go ahead and pray for everybody. <coughs> pray for the listeners and thank God. All right, God. Well, go Well, Dear
1: Heavenly Father, I thank you for today's... Um, radio stage station podcast today it went great thank you for giving me the words to say and my mother here for the words to say and an engineer here for being patient with us and i pray, pray for everyone here who is listening and people who didn't weren't able to listen today and hopefully to listen for the next podcast and other podcasts and,
0: and i pray that everyone here has a great rest of the week and day in Jesus name i pray amen 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 uh, again just thank everybody for listening we are about to close out we love you all, we appreciate your support, we hope you know that Jesus loves you, God loves you, you may be going through uh, struggles right now, but no, like I said, Ben came on tonight, he is a soldier for God, he came on, having had kind of a rough patch this week, um, and he came on and soldiered through, and I'm real proud of him, I think, just if y'all could, continue to pray for him, because the devil's going to, you know, he tries to come, yes. going to try to come up against him, because he's doing a lot for the Lord, so, Y'all keep him in, keep my, and keep me in your prayers too. Lord yes, knows I need our hurts,
1: him. habits, and hangups and stuff like that. You know, do, yes.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you for. Amen. Yes. Thank you for encouraging them. All right. So this is Tonya Burton. Episode four of the Grit and Grace podcast is finished. You guys have a wonderful night. And blessed evening. And be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye. His life, is ups and downs, his trials, but
1: most of all his ministry, the followers of the way, and what God has done in his life, how God redeemed this fine young man. Scott, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good.